can the Vancouver Canucks win with Oliver Ekman Larson and Tyler Myers on the team next season? I don't know about that, but one thing I do know, you're winning right now because you're listening to Begsy and you're listening to Bowen and you're listening to Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, hello, and thanks for hitting the play button on today's episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks writer and credentialed media member for Daily High Vancouver. And before we dive into the show, we want to thank you for listening to Locked On Canucks, your team every day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's show, a couple more player reviews to get to, okay? It's all Reckman Larson and Tyler Myers. Gee, I wonder what grade we're going to give those guys. Uh, we're also going to touch on a couple of pieces of Canucks news in Trevor's notes presented by Kyle. But first and foremost, that guy I just talked about, Kyle Bowen. He's here. Kyle, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. I was doing better two minutes ago before I signed up to do this, and that's talk more about OEL and Tyler Myers, but this time around, them possibly being on this team. We're talking about this today on this Monday, which could possibly be the greatest, the greatest Monday of all time. In Canucks history, okay? And if that's the case, you'll see us in a couple hours, okay? For real. Trevor yeah, Beggs, exactly. Kyle Bowen, Locked On Canucks, your team, every day, Monday to Friday. Hey, maybe sometimes on the weekends too, right? You never know. Things might get fun here. Things might get fun here. Speaking of which, the comments are the best part of the program because the people matter. We'll get to that at the end of the show because we do save the best for last. Look, OEL, Tyler Myers, uh, one of them's got to go. They cannot bring both back going into next season. It's not good for the room. I think it's, you know how like league-wide, everyone knows that they were the worst pairing uh, in the NHL? Uh, You know who else knows? The dressing room. I don't think you can bring back uh, that deep pairing. It's not good for the culture. Uh, But I know you want to talk about it. You know, let's let's theoretically say they, they, uh, Aquilini's like, no, we're not buying this guy out. And they can't trade Myers, then boom, bam. Boom, bam. Your third pairing is $13 million of Tyler Myers and OEL. And yeah, can they do it with them? Talk about it, Bagsy. Break it down for me. Uh, or worse, one of them plays in the top four. <laughs> That's the absolute worst case oh. scenario. And uh, I think the guy I'm talking about is Oliver Ekman Larson. I'm going to say it right now if Oliver Ekman Larson is playing in the top four next season alongside presumably Phil Peronick, the Cucks are not going anywhere. The Cucks are not going anywhere. Okay. It's uh, that guy, he's making way too much money. And I know he had some injury issues last year, but we've seen now for really the last four seasons okay like i think his first year in vancouver he performed okay but that seems like more of an anomaly than what's to come for Oliver Larson. look the foot speed is a major issue the decision making on defense is a major issue and the reason Oliver Larson was such a highly touted player early in his career is because he was scoring 15 20 goals a season he ain't doing that for the vancouver canucks so <laughs> Um, you know, I made this prediction once that the Canucks were never going to make the playoffs with Brandon Sutter and Erica Branson on the roster. And I was wrong because they made the playoffs with Brandon Sutter on the roster. But I'm not going to say it right now. I, I, the Canucks are not making the playoffs with both Ekman Larson and Myers on the roster next season. And uh, I think the player review part of this is going to be pretty short because they both sucked last season. They both sucked. Oh, yeah. We could talk more about it, but who wants to hear that? They were They both sucked last season. And oh, they're making bro. way too much bro. money to, to be playing um, re, me, uh, meaningful roles in this team. 
Yeah, for a team that plays in Canada, for a team that cares about what's going on with the hockey team. Now, we don't need this. We don't need this, and we don't need this uh, coming back at all. Yo, man, the, the grade is easy. F plus, F plus. And, you know, I'll Ooh, take some F, accountability. I was going to go F minus. Uh, you know, here, here's the thing, Trevor, okay? Getting older. Uh, we said it so many times recently, right? Because May is here, which means I, I'm it's it's done for me, man. I'm turning 30 pretty soon, and it's it's done for me. So I, I think a way I can combat that is, you know, try to be more grateful and at the same time, uh, try to be more accountable. Try to try to live with more honesty. And if I'm if I'm saying OEL and Myers get an F and F plus, you're saying F minus. I gotta I gotta say something bad about myself, okay? For real. In in high school, I failed French. I failed French nine, maybe like twenty percent. Did not show up to any classes. Uh, on the other hand, I did I did fail math eleven as well. I took it again. Don't get me wrong, but I failed math eleven the first time around, and that was that was just due to stupidity you know it happens sometimes we fail in life there you go just have to you know even out the field right because i don't want to start off the week with all this negativity all this hating i need to balance it out with some accountability so there's that kyle bowen trevor beggs yeah. locked on canucks I, I i will say this i would say that there's a chance the canucks could when i say when i'm talking about make the playoffs whoa, whoa. right now i'm not even talking about stanley cup but i'm saying there's a chance the canucks could to make could make the playoffs the next se- next season with all of Ekman Larson and Myers on the team. But for that to happen, they got to go out and acquire a legitimate second pairing left shot defenseman. Oh, uh, and then you have your top four of Hughes, Bear, and let's say it's Ryan Graves, Gavrikov, and Hironik. And then Ekman Larson and okay. Myers are just a third pairing defenseman role. But for that to happen, they need to clear cap space. And I just don't know how you're going to go out and acquire a top four left shot defenseman without clearing out one of Ekman Larson or Meyer's salary. It's going to be really tough to do. Bro, it's not happening. The Canucks are not bringing these two back. And if they do, they're not going to, on top of that, pay big dollars to grab another defenseman who could fit in the top four. It's just, I don't even think they want that, that, that type of, like the optics around that would be just scary. Because once again, you're going to have one of the worst teams in the NHL having the most expensive blue line in hockey. I don't even want that title. Because that would be the case, right? Heronic Hughes, this imaginary other guy who comes in, OEL Myers, and whatever Ethan Bear is making. Remember, remember, remember a couple years ago where that was the case? The Canucks had the most expensive blue line in the NHL. I think it was last year, yeah, if I'm correct. They're, they're, they're close to the top. Um, I remember I looked at this in, in November, I think it was, and they were fifth or sixth. But I believe that didn't count. Uh, Tucker uh, Tucker Pullman didn't count because he was on oh, LTR, yeah, he LTIR at that point. So, yeah, they're they're up there, and which is pretty sad because no they way. had again one of the worst defenses <laughs> in the NHL for most of the season. Uh, but it was the fifth yo, highest paid is, group. Yo, okay, you know what? I'm cutting you out, Trevor. Honestly, all of us watching this, I think this is going to be up maybe an hour before an hour before the lottery. I'm just going to pray out here, man, because if Connor Bedard becomes a Vancouver Canuck. Aquilini will write the check right away to buy out OEL. It's going to happen. So, Bedard, come home, please. I know I should be praying for other things. There's a lot of scary things out there in the world. For real. For real. I want better for the people around me. And here I'm praying for some, some like, what, is this guy an adult yet? To come save the city. A.K.A. add yeah, more value right. to my He's life. A... a lot of selfishness, I'm not going to lie. Actually, I'm going to take that back. I'm thinking about the people, the people watching this. I'm going to put that out there for us, okay? West Coast bias, somebody's got to do it. Locked on Canucks. There you go. And uh, 
Honestly, if we were if we were recording on Sunday night or even Monday morning and not like, you know, two hours before the greatest moment of Canuck history is about to happen, maybe we talk a little bit more about that guy, Connor Bedard. But uh it's just too close mm-hmm. to draft lottery time. So it's it's back to player reviews. Um, you know, if you want to hear what the team's gonna look like with Bedard on it, go check out our last episode of Lockdown Canucks. Every day or just know it. What will the Canucks look like with Connor Bedard on the roster? Uh, but Kyle, one more question on Oliver Ekman Larson and Tyler Myers quick. Because uh, I think we're both pretty much in agreement that the Canucks aren't going to make the playoffs next season with both players on the team, or else it's very unlikely. Uh, you you mentioned already, um, you know, it, one of those players needs to go. I think every dares might know the answer to this, but uh, in your opinion, uh, which one of those players is going to be gone this offseason? OEL. OEL. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm, yeah. I'm swinging for the home run. This, this is my life, baby. If I'm going to put it out there, I'm swinging for the home run. Myers off the books next year. Uh, people think it's an easier trade to make. Okay, that can make some sense, but you're taking in Tyler Myers. It's, it's, you know what I'm saying? You, you know, this this might be a little harsh, but there's some truth to it. Like, he could be Danny DeKaiser. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could happen quick for him. If he has another bad season for the Vancouver Canucks, like, dude, he shows up to training camp for another team, and other teams will get, like, a front row seat to what this – you know, like he, he's got the, he's a physical specimen. You know, I, I could understand why teams would take him in, but once they get like a firsthand look at what they're dealing with, dude, they're not going to be satisfied unless this guy gets better, you know? And I don't know, man. You know what? Yeah. Begsy, it's, it's getting harder and harder to do this job because I'm, I'm turning 30. Okay. Move. Come on, man. I was about to go yeah. deep down there, man, but it's Monday. Let's, 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 let's not okay? do that. Okay. Let's not do that. Thank you, man. Thank you and, for saving uh, you me, know- bro. The reason I say everydayers, you know, they already knew what you were going to say, Kyle, because we've done yeah, episodes okay. this month. One was uh, why the Canucks <laughs> should buy out all of Reckman Larson. So we're, we're clearly on on board with that, even though a lot of other pundits aren't. Um, and we also had an episode talked about how there's no way the Canucks are going to trade Tyler Myers and JT Miller. And Tyler Myers, you're not mm-hmm. trading it without attaching probably a first round pick to that trade. So um, I'm all for it. Buy out OEL. Myers, suck it up for one more season, put him in the minors, whatever. But on the other side, let's talk about some some other things here in terms of the Canucks, including Jonathan LeCaramacchi and what's going on with him. But before we do that, let me tell you why I'm able to put bacon on the table for my family. I used Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all on Indeed. Find top talent with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like matching assessments and virtual interviews. Now, Kyle, one thing I love about Indeed is I can relate to them. My wife calls me the Flash. I don't really want to talk about why, but I feel like I can at least relate to Indeed there because Indeed has instant match. Doing Whoa. it just like the Flash, baby. <laughs> candidates you would invite to apply through instant match are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search, according to U.S. data. With Indeed, matching as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Boom! It's hiring at warp speed. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows when you're growing your business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. So visit Indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on. That's Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application price not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Locked On Canucks, Trevor Beggs, Kyle Bowen. You know, in a couple minutes, you know, we'll get back to the Canuck talk, all right? Just got to tell the listeners, right? Saturday night, you know, it, it could be a busy night, right? Still in my 20s, you know, I got to live it out. Maybe I'm going through some midlife stuff right now. I could have done something else, right? But I chose to spend my Saturday night chilling at a park with Trevor Beggs. You can fill in the blanks, guess and assume what we were doing. But that's brotherhood, man. That's chemistry. That's team building. And it, it makes sense, right? It makes sense why Locked on Canucks is what Locked on Canucks is. And it's because the friendship is real. Friendship is real, man. Yeah, man. I'm, uh, bags, man. No, I'm glad you made that sacrifice. You had a lot of running around to do that night. And there I was just sitting at a park waiting for you. And, uh, you know, I hadn't slept great in a couple of nights, man. So sorry if I was a little bit... Uh, yeah, well, a little bit less chatty than I am here on the podcast, but uh, it was good to see your face in person, buddy. Yeah, and it was it was good to see once again how loyal you are. And there you are on a Saturday night, uh, again, not spending time with your family, but spending time with somebody that you've known longer than your daughter. And that's the way it should be, okay? Loyalty first. Loyalty matters. Locked on Canucks. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs. We're getting to it, right? Trevor's notes. He does most of the work on the program. Uh, let's get right to it. <laughs> Okay, Trevor's notes brought to you by Kyle. Because uh, again, Trevor does all the work over here. How do you say the dude's name? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try, try saying it. Jonathan or Jonathan Lakaramaki. Did I say it right? The last name was perfect. I have no idea if it's Jonathan or Jonathan. I've only heard Jonathan. So, dude, I hope it's Jonathan. I hope it's Jonathan, man. Because that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's Anywho, very, very, this dude, very European thing. This dude signs his entry level deal. Gonna be a pro. North America, he's coming. What are your expectations, man? Yeah, so I I think the thought right now is from from most prospect guys you talk to is that Lakaramaki probably isn't going to come over to North America for probably another year or two still. So he's still probably three to four years away from the NHL. You know, that being said, I think it's just important for him to have a full season where he's dominating and playing like he did in the playoffs this year because... You know, a lot happened last year with, you know, the World Juniors, mono, injuries. I think he had a concussion in there. Uh, it just was a hard season for Jonathan LeCaramacchia. And in one recent interview, he talked about how he was thinking too much out there. And I think we've heard this from Elias Pedersen at, at points, mm-hmm. too, when he was struggling in 2021-22. But LeCaramacchia said he was thinking too much instead of just going out and playing and going with the flow. And he said when it came to the playoffs this year, uh, he was going with the flow a bit more and just playing and not thinking. Um, and I think that's important for him to realize. I think, you know, it's like everything in life. Uh, you got to go through some growing pains sometimes, no matter if it's with with your job and your relationship, whatever. Like, you know, life isn't linear. We all got to go through some ups and downs. And um, I hope he's kind of learned something from the ups and downs this year and that he can bring it forward to to being a successful hockey player. Um, I, I think with the Karamak next year, again, look for him to play for a team in the SHL. So his Allsvenskan team didn't get uh, promotion despite his... Uh, heroic playoff performance so i think right now uh it sounds like he's trying to play uh or sign with an shl team for next year so i'll just see him tear up the, SH, oh. uh, the shl man i thought there would be a small chance that he would come come over and you know you've seen what's happened with the Abbotsford canucks they seem to know what they are doing uh it also seems to me that henrik and daniel are a big part of what's going on there as well you get what i'm saying and i think that uh, I just put the connection in my head that, oh, maybe they just want to bring him over. You know, I think obviously Klimovich's situation was a lot different because he was playing in Belarus and the leagues are not as established there. And 
the professional leagues, for that matter, again, probably don't do the do best for development and bringing him over when he's 18 and doing his thing was actually what's best for him. Where in this case, uh, you're arguing that what's best for him is probably playing in the league up in Sweden and just having a full season where he's fluid, natural, and being a first-round pick. Because again, if uh, if we just been following Faber for the whole year, it was it was a dark year. But Begsy, it's how you finish, right? It's how you finish. It's how you finish. Yeah. And he finished strong. If is there yeah. like a zero percent chance he's part of the apps for Canucks next season? Zero percent. I would I would say seeing... pretty close to zero. So I, yeah. I have a quote in front of me uh, when he was asked about like making the leap to Vancouver um, and whether I was going to play in season in Sweden next year or not, or how long he's going to play in Sweden. So he said, mm-hmm. in terms of playing in Sweden, he said maybe two years, maybe one. I don't know. Um, I have to get bigger and better and faster with my first three steps. So we will see probably at least one more year in Sweden. So I mm-hmm. color me pretty shocked if he comes over for this fall. Um, it's, it sounds like, a, and again, you know, we got a Swedish general manager in charge in Alvin. Yeah, he knows uh, what it's like to, to develop in Sweden and what that path looks like. So, um, and, I, and I think, again, for most people who watch the Karamaki this year, he was kind of a perimeter player. You talk about being a perimeter player in the SHL. Like this guy, I think we get eaten alive in the AHL. Like that's still a tough league at the end of the day. So, um, yeah, I think at least another year in Sweden is probably what's best for him. Yeah, I I hear you as well. And I uh, could could there be a thing where he has a good season next year, and when his season's over, he makes a leap over at the end of the season? Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Speaking of waiting and seeing, I think I've lost your notes, bro. Oh, never mind. I found it again. Abbotsford Canucks, they get eliminated. Are you hurt? I'm not. Am I Am I being rude? A little bit, I guess. But again, I'm not. Uh, I'm an NHL guy. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, bro? If I was, yeah. if, I was emo- if I got emotional, like really emotional about the Abbotsford Canucks loss and I wasn't from Abbotsford, at this stage of my life, late 20s, going into my 30s, got a lot of things to do still, man, for real. For real, bro. <laughs> a lot of things to do. I would want a friend to check up on me, man, for real. Like if I if I uh if I called you on Saturday and said, you know what, Bexy, I can't I can't hang out today. I'm still like, you know, I'm going through it because the Canucks lost yesterday, you'd have to come pick me up and save yeah. me. Yeah, no, nah, I know I I'm wouldn't say I'm sad about it. I'm a little uh a little jealous I didn't get out of Abby for a, a home playoff game and you know, it's uh, I finished my exams around the time that uh, the HL playoffs started, and I had to catch up on some date nights, some social times with uh, the wifey and friends. So you know, mm-hmm. I didn't get didn't get out there for a game. Um, but you know yeah. what? It was even though they lost the series three to one, every game was close. Every game was close, right? I think every game was a one goal game, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and even in game four, I think they gave up a goal with like five minutes left of a tie game um, to the Calgary Wranglers there. So uh, no, I'm I'm disappointed not not i'm not gonna be sam sad about it uh yeah. nils hoaglander look great rathbone look great maybe one question i'll ask mm-hmm. you quickly before we move on to comment corner uh spencer martin started in what's that math four of the six abs for canucks playoff games over archers Silovs. who was the team mvp did they make the right call there Silovs, right he was the guy Silovs. well goaltending is such a momentous thing dude you know what i'm saying i I wasn't paying close attention to what was happening with the Abbotsford Canucks as far as, you know, game to game goes, you know, just catching the highlights, doing my thing. And maybe Martin was just a better goaltender in that stretch of time. You know, did they make yeah. the right call? They're out. They're out. So the easy answer is 
No. Yeah. Right. No. Now, Banksy, I want to say this though. Okay, real talk. I'm proud of you, man, because you are such a hockey nut, man. You were just a hockey nut, and there you were. You probably had a chance to cover the Abbotsford Canucks, right, Mister Part-Time Media Member, Daily Hive. Do some things for Locked On Canucks too, but you chose your wife and taken on a date. You know, like Banksy. I hope anyone watching this right now just listens to what I just said and texts their significant significant other and just says, "I'm thinking of you," because that one always yeah, works, man. Quickly before break, and uh, sorry, quickly before break, (laughs) Mr. Flash over here has got something to say. Um, Yeah, the first the first night of the Abbotsford Canucks playoffs, who did they play now? Bakersfield game one in Abbotsford. Uh, I was I had gotten approval to go cover it, but then my wife won tickets to the Abbotsford Tulip Festival, and I was like, "Nah, babe, I've I've been I've been ditching you for for books and studying for the past month and a half, so no, we we need a good day and night." So. I bailed oh, on uh, game one of the Abbey Connects playoff run for the Abbotsford Jewel Festival. So I was in Abbotsford, ironically enough, but just not the game. That's a beautiful story, man. That, bro, Thanks, you man. teach me so L- much listeners about might romance. Feel otherwise, but that's all right. <laughs> oh, man. Yo, if you need advice, romantic romantic advice, I'm telling you, Trevor Beggs is nailing it at 85%. Here on Lockdown Canucks, let's head on over to Comic Corner. Uh, Beggsy, we got any uh, any people to shout out here or what? Oh, yeah, we got we got another ad read first. So you're going to get okay. Comment Corner on the other side. But before right. we get to Comment Corner, you know, not only uh, am I a master in romance, I'm a, man, I'm a master at treating my body right. And that's okay. because I've been eating Built Bar. So if you're like me where you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise the taste, then, man, I got just the thing for you. You got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, Built Bars are so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. Perfect for... Getting that summer bod nice and fresh. So what makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right. Real chocolate. And I, I, you know, and they also come in unbelievably good flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. Man, I almost uh, got lost in a trance wow. from the, that voice there. <laughs> I'm not sure how Built mm-hmm. does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. Whatever the heck those are. Bill Bars only have 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. So why are you listening to me talk? You can order your fit fla- your favorite flavor of Bill Bars today at Bill.com. There you go, man. Great job. I'm, I'm super happy that you're taking care of your family, your relationship, your body, because the world needs more Trevor Bags. Real talk, the world needs it. And you're going to be around for another 74 years, man. It's good, man. I got to put that stuff out there, man. I want you to be around. The more you're around, I feel as if the more I'll be around, you'll take care of me. And Begsy, you know, in a couple of days, I'll be 30. And things might change. You know, I might be more brittle. You know, maybe next time you ask me to, ask me to play Frisbee, I, I'm going to have to sit that one out because my knees, you know, my knees. <laughs> so but what if I'm, I'm happy you're taking care. Bro, trust me, man. Trust me, man. When Bocce ball, bro. We playing lawn bowling. Lawn bowling in White Rock. I know oh, where man. it is. No, I know you're, where you're, the arena you're coming, is. You're coming to my backyard playing badminton, man. Test those knees out, buddy. Come on. Nah, it's things are different, bro. When you get to where I'm, I'm at in life, Begsy, then you understand what I'm talking about. Okay, locked on Canucks. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs, Comet Corner, the best part of the program. Comet number one goes to goes to Dustin Jones. Dustin Jones, are you are you a pitcher in the MLB? Dustin Jones, are you serious? Dustin Jones, we got professional athletes commenting on here. Okay, Koozie, Petey, and Bedard on the same line makes no sense. Uh, that is what we talked about uh, on the previous episode of Locked On Canucks. Go check it out, where we again predicted what the roster would look like if Connor Bedard 
found his way home. Again, this guy's saying that top line of Koozie, Petey, and Bedard makes no sense. Uh, is this is this NHL GM mode uh, style of a uh, line constructing, blah, blah, blah? Uh, which one of those three will be going in on the four check? And I'm like, dude, man. Like, this guy's like, who's going to be retrieving pucks? It's like, dude, the referee's going to be retrieving pucks from the inside of the other team's net. Chill out. <laughs> this, this is the same guy who wanted yeah, Miller to win the Selkie there. trophy. Same guy, hundred oh, percent. This guy wanted JT Miller to win the Selkie Trophy. Yeah, this guy's I'll, like, I'd I'll rather have a, fifty-seven points of JT Miller if he, as long as he's you know sixty percent, fifty percent of the dot, that's a good two-way center than having him have ninety-nine points. It's the same guy. It's the same guy. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll give Dustin one point. Thanks for thanks for commenting and watching, Justin. Um, it, it does Dustin's feel like a chill, and it <laughs> did I say Justin or Dustin? Oh, anyways, he, he said, whatever. Thanks for commenting. Good. It's all good. Um, it does feel like a chel- an NHL 23 GMO line. Uh, I'll fully admit that. But uh, at the end of the day, I, man, I, got, I got a lot. Of, I could go in a lot of different directions here. But with the talent of those two players in the line, I don't think it really matters. And if you watch the games, you know, Petey and Kuzmenko have been doing a lot of puck retrieval themselves. Those uh, guys are yeah. always below the goal line. And uh, Bedard's uh, yeah. the same way if you watch Bedard play in junior too. So even like think of the Sedins back in the day, you know, like even though there was like an Alex Burroughs on their line and everyone's like, Oh yeah, Burroughs is that tough guy going to retrieve pucks. No, the Sedins were the quarters retrieving pucks while Burroughs sat up front of the net to bury the, the, the puck after they got it. So uh, yeah, um, some flawed logic there by Dustin, but again, appreciate you commenting, buddy. Yeah. I appreciate the comment. Don't get me wrong. You know, like us or hate us. It's always go Canucks go, but you made a good point, right? Who's going to forecheck on, on a stack top, line offensively that Pedersen happen, happens to be a part of. Pedersen's going to do, you know, he's got it, bro. He's the motor. He's the engine, and the people around him will learn from it, I hope. I hope. Comment number two, yeah, you guys are torturing yourself. Uh, this franchise has the worst luck among sports. I fully expect expect 12th overall. So, again, this guy's referring to that episode we dropped where we dreamt of Bedard, and uh, there's no point of it, apparently, to this guy because we're not going to – move up the lottery rankings. In fact, we're going to go down, which is uh, one of the most. No, it's not happening. No, the Canucks, the, Canucks, the Canucks will draft Connor Bedard. I don't need any of that negativity in my life until the draft lottery is okay, done. So enough, go Canucks, fair go. Enough, man. Connor Speaking Bedard, of which, let's get out of here, buddy. man. Let's prep. Let, let's prep for the, the draft lottery. Let's prep for it, man. I'm going to do some pushups. Go. I'm going to, I'm going to honestly go on my knees and pray. I know again, because it sounds crazy, right? It sounds so ludicrous, like, yo, relax, bro. It's just hockey, you know? But it's it's not just hockey. It's it's you and I. It's the people and I. So I'm going to do it for us. Right? Yeah, if you let, ain't doing it for uh, us, yeah. you ain't doing it for yourself. Teamwork first. Lost on Canucks. I do want to apologize for all the lag on today's episode. It is what it is. Like like, like I said, man, Begsy's, Begsy's daughter's watching a marathon of Baby Shark, and she's way more important than the Canucks, so it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, what can it, we do? It happens. It happens. It happens. You know, man. but uh, you know, if you're if you're listening, uh, shout out to the Everdares first and foremost because you guys are awesome. And if it's your first time listening, welcome and we love you. But wherever you're listening from, where, whoever you are, like just go be nice. Oh, there you I go, love, man. Lost that, my type of connection, man. Baby put that good karma. You put that good karma out in the atmosphere. Be nice to one another, and who knows? Maybe it'll pay off. It will pay off, I should say. The Canucks drafting Connor Bedard. Uh, but thanks for listening. We'll uh, we'll have some uh, draft lottery recap later this week, along with some more play reviews. Uh, make sure you tune into those episodes. But for now, I'm Begsy. That guy's Bowen. And you've been listening to Locked On Canucks, your team every day. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.